in my experience as a pastor, counselor, friend, just part of community, Mm -hmm. what I've come to see is walking with many couples, they really do care deeply for each other. And that in most of the couples that I know or have seen in different ways in life, in most areas of their life, they handle so many heavy things and they do so well at so many parts of life together. Mm -hmm. But where I see that where they typically get stuck is in these places where there's these deeper underlying needs or, or emotions. And it just feels risky sometimes to share from that place. And we could get caught up in, in those places we get stuck, Mm. but we don't know how to go to that place of this deeper need. We can kind of show these kind of like superficial kind of, and I don't want to say superficial, like in a cheap way. Just kind of like everyday stuff. Yeah. Everyday stuff, those places. But then there's like this deep place of where I need you to show up for me, or I have these fears or these pains or these negative just beliefs about me, lies from Satan or hurts from my past. And I need reassurance and comfort there. But it feels so risky to let my partner see that place or for me to share it. Not always because I doubt them, but it's just a fear in me that if I share this, will I be rejected? Will I be seen as weak? Or, you know, will they be able to understand this place or be with me in this place? Mm. And then that's the place where couples get even well-intended couples that really, truly do love each other, Nicola. Mm -hmm. That's where they end up getting stuck. And even for us, we had a time last week where we had a place, you know, where we were trying to have a deep conversation. Right. So let's just spend some time and talk about that place. This is everything. Left hands with the heavy reins. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. Had to say it twice on a mind. Welcome to the More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more excellent, excellent way. way. Wow, you know, that's so true, James. Like, just to sit on the floor with you last week, just, or I sat down, as I just sunk, I felt like deeper and deeper into whatever it is, what I was feeling, like, how do I say this? Like, you know, how do I go there? And it's not like it was something that's just so what earth shattering. Is that it? <laughs> but it's just it it was it felt simple, but it was so I was so guarded, I guess, in a way yeah. to just say. Because it wasn't earth shattering, but it was in a sense your heart needed um, healing or I wouldn't like maybe like it, was, it revealed like places in you deep places that matter to you mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. and even needing like maybe that sense of reassurance um, that just to remind myself I think I walk away re- reminding myself that I can come and share okay share that well let's open up here and kind of just give a summary of or I guess an overview mm-hmm. for the audience on what conversation you talk about what happened last week in this conversation that we kind of want to invite them in that was like revelatory for us. And we're sharing this once again, because all couples have places where we get stuck. And so even us just trying to work through and talk through. And what we're hoping for, for you is to, in a sense of if you find yourself in your marriage, maybe in this place where it's like, why do we keep getting stuck here? And why do we have a hard time, they have these same arguments over and over, or we get frustrated with each other in certain places over and over again. Mm, mm-hmm. um, you just want to make space for that today and just share our story and journey and kind of what we learned through that in that time. 
uh, and, and invite you to maybe make space to say, God, you know, help me understand the place where we get stuck in our conversation. And hopefully you can go and have a more vulnerable conversation that helps you connect with each other. Right. So <laughs> I feel like I'm like, what was the topic? Do you want me to help? Start yeah, help me. Okay. I like, so I just remember the feeling. week. Um, I could tell like we had a miss and a miss and like Nicola was trying to share something and ask for something from me and I wasn't understanding it. And in part of it, I got defensive because I felt like she was, I, I catch this. My perception was that she was blaming me for something or telling me how I was failing her mm. and not getting things right. And with that, I got defensive. I got frustrated and I tried my best and I knew in my mind, it's like, James, don't take this personal. But I did keep doing that and I couldn't really understand. I was getting and so even when I was trying to work past my defensiveness and like she's not trying to blame me, I was getting frustrated because I wasn't sure what she was asking me for. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, that's that's part of what that's I kinda, that's, that's, Yeah, that that was the, the gist of it. I felt like I was just saying something like. Oh, I, I remember joking, like, I wonder if you would just let me drop out if I just said, I want to drop out of school. Would you even say, hey, what do you, you know, don't go there, you know, that kind of a thing. Like, I think I was like, I don't think you would tell me that. I think you'll be like, OK, if that's what you, you know, feel led to or want to do, that you would allow me to just kind of have that space and, and do that, even though it wasn't. Maybe I was thinking in in my head, like it wasn't the best choice for me to make in that moment. Um, and you're like, well, I would trust that, you know, you would be praying through it. And that as you prayed through it, you kind of came to that conclusion with God that that's what you needed to make a decision on. And I'm like, true. And I do do that. But I was wondering if I just felt overwhelmed and said, I'm done, you know, that you would just let it go, even if, you know, I didn't pray about it or what, you and know. That's, so that's what you presented. You that's presented what I presented. That, hey, even if I were right now just to go to school or if I was to say, James, I don't want to go to school no more. And that's what you presented. I don't think you would say anything about it. Mm-hmm. That's what you presented. To me, right. In essence. Right. Now, so kind of go from there. That's what you're presenting to me. Yeah. So I think in that moment, I could have said it light, lightly, like. I see ways you've come alongside and supported me and say, yeah, go, go for it, do that, you know. But I think as we conversated, I got into the place where I was just like that sense of feeling surrounded or feeling like you would come to like I would see how you're like, I don't know, come to my rescue. Is that that kind of where where I went? So in one way. Kind of just like on like this kind of like reactive upper level type. Yes. Like not really deep down and tight. Kind of like in this place of speaking from a vulnerable place. You were, you, well, that might be more, it was softer. I don't know if that's the way you'd say, but like what I was picking up from you, what this is what I was picking up was frustration and blame and, and, but now what I'm hearing from you is in talking about this, you're saying like you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even say anything. Right. That was like you were, and it was a lot of you language. You this, I, that's what I felt like I was hearing. And you wouldn't this, and you wouldn't that, and and that kind of thing. I never really heard you kind of like share where your heart was in, yeah. the, in the midst of the first part of the conversation. In the first part of it. I didn't hear like you sharing like where, like kind of like 
like what the like to me, I'll say this, this soul need, mm-hmm. like what was going on in your heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But nor did I ask very well either. I'll admit that. Right. That's because some, my defense of Right. That's what I was going to say. So I wasn't even really tuning in. I'm wondering what Nicola's heart is needing. Yeah. Right. And so as we go along, I just realized that I got into these places where I would lock up. You know, I kind of wanted to ask this or kind of wanted to say this part, but I realized I was also protective of how you might receive it, how you may hear it, even though it sounded like something hard that I wanted to say. And it was just a sense of the risk that it took to say it. So I do want to make sure I break it down. I don't want to keep stopping, but I want to make sure we catch little parts of this as we go to help market for couples. You were needing something, but as you were trying to think about your need and share what you wanted from me, you were also trying to be considered of me and where I was. Yeah. And so here is you're feeling, and I know I'm going into maybe your more soft place. You were overwhelmed and you were needing support from me. You felt alone you felt oh, overwhelmed and alone. Yeah. And you felt alone with that overwhelmness. And you, is it okay if I keep going here? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You felt, so you felt overwhelmed and you felt alone with it. And that was scary to you. Right. Because there was a time in life for you before where you got overwhelmed. And not only were you overwhelmed. Oh my gosh. But there was no yeah. one to be there for you. And then it took you down this path to where you felt like you were in this dark emotional place. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just a dark emotional place that was scary to you. It's that was I, when I, the, the aloneness and the overwhelmness and I realized that no, I, I remember saying to you, like, no one saw me when I was going there. So when you were making that early so, request and you were talking to me about and if this was going on with school and I was to come to you and you wouldn't even say anything, mm-hmm. what you were really saying is. In a way is if I start, I'm overwhelmed yeah. and you're not going to be a part of this process. And I'm scared that you're not going to be a part of this process. With right. Me. Right now, really, what is, let me break that. Uh, what you were saying is I'm emotionally overwhelmed and I'm in it all by myself, James. Like you're not even in, it's like, in a, you were trying to blame me, but you did not feel me in that same emotional space with you. So it, that's it really a good way wasn't to all it. together about whether you go to school or go to school. Right. Because that's where I was end. missing you. Mm-hmm. Because it sounded reason- like I brought it up about school specifically, yes, thank you, but it's Nicola. just that I was like, I was overwhelmed. And I, even in our conversation, you were like, so in the past when this overwhelm came in on board and you saw it, you saw it. And I was like, yes, and that no one else really saw it because I'm typically because even part of the conversation is like, Nicola, I'm sorry, because like you are happy, Nicola, <laughs> you are laughter, that sense of jolly. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's a part of me. But a part of me is also this. You know what I mean? This other part that said I get overwhelmed. And sometimes when I'm overwhelmed, like, are you going to see it? And is there anyone going to catch me in that place before it gets to this dark place that it once went to before, you know, several years ago? And I feel the sense like I need to police that place in me and guard that place so I don't get to that part that I didn't like before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. but And it was so hard for me being in the conversation because I was misattuned with you. Because mm-hmm. if I take you at what you said, which Initially. that's a hard place, mm-hmm. right? And I want to share that with couples. Don't only get lost in the words. Words, sometimes they say, you know, only communicate 20% of what a person really is experiencing or what they're trying to share. It's all the nonverbals. It's the voice tone, all those things. And I'm not trying to make everybody a therapist, but we do want to learn to be tuned to our partner's heart, even when sometimes they can't put Mm -hmm. 
the best words that they possibly can to it. Because for me, it was, I felt like with the school part, if we just go with the school part, Mm -hmm. it's, I believe in your ability to hear from God, but that doesn't mean you need to be left alone with that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I guess what I I always, I also try to overwork to just trust you, whether you say I'm going back or I'm stepping out. Right. Um, Because I would probably push you through. (laughs) That would be my default. (laughs) Thank you for not doing that. (laughs) I don't, I don't know if I would like your default that much. (laughs) And so I felt like, wait, hold on. I thought I was trying to do the best I could. And you were. To be with you when you said you went to go back, to be behind you, to support you, to tell you how I believe in your gift. And when you step out, to also praise that as well, too, to say, wow, Nicola, thank you for being so mm-hmm. wise right. and knowing when you need to tap out of something right. to, to pay attention to your heart. And so like, wait, I thought I did the right thing in these types. And now yes. you're telling me it sounds I'm like failing, right. which hits me in my vulnerability. Yeah. And can I go like, back? Wait a minute. You're telling me like, that's what it register is failing for me. Right. And that's why, like, I was so hesitant. Like this process probably could have happened in like five minutes, but it took us about a good hour because I was and I can't even charge you for it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you charge me in other ways. How about that? Hello, <laughs> I'm just, somebody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> like you distracted me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why I had a hard time even. It's like I wanted to say something, but I didn't know exactly how to say. So it came out like it's just about school because in through it, you're like, so you're saying I was like, you have been supportive. You have been a cheerleader in these parts, in these ways. And so at some point in the conversation, like, I don't think I know what I'm trying to say anymore. Exactly, because that confused <laughs> me even more. Because then you try to come in and validate me, but then go back to the school example. But if I were to leave school, you wouldn't say, I'm like, I'm confused. <laughs> you were done. I did not know <laughs> what it was. Then I had to catch myself and like, okay, wait a minute. Not check out. Not check out. Not pull but away. Then also... It clicked. She's needing something she can't put words to. Yes. So let me go ahead and be very intentional now to go after that vulnerable place. That dun, she's dun, able to dun. Put words to. James is being my counselor. Nicola, what, come and sit on the seat. That. Let's talk a little bit deeper. Yeah. <laughs> or to leave. I want no. to like make sure like, wait, that, that did trigger me. Like there's something my wife can't put words to. Yeah. And that's why we both are frustrated and feel like what's going on. We're going back and forth. But the key that Mm -hmm. there's a deeper need here that I'm missing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then we were able to, did I start crying? (laughs) And then that's when we were able to, in in your distress, what was good for me. And I want to encourage people like it's, this has been hard for me to do too, because I, by my nature in some, I can show up for people. But I do sometimes try to turn down emotional volume. I really do. Mm-hmm. And that's in a way to protect my Reserve. own heart because I sometimes struggle with could people be there with me in my pain? And so the way I would protect myself is if I don't let my pain and my hurt get out of control, then it won't be anything to address. Then I can manage it myself. Right. And so and I've you done went that. to that emotional place. <laughs> Yeah. And you are also good at trying to turn down your emotions as well, too. So here's a place you're still asking. You're still asking. And I had to get curious with it. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully, I was able to like be honest with God and the Holy Spirit in that place, like what was happening in my heart, to then stay curious about what was going on in your mm-hmm. heart, to be willing to explore um, a deeper emotional place right. with you. And that's a good thing, that sense of being curious. Like, thank you for being curious, because the longer we stayed there and you slowed down and we both kind of get in this place where we slow down a little bit, what was really going on 
it allowed for what was going on to surface back up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I guess I wanted to say like at this part, one, and some people could sit here and I want, cause I'm the guy that's been sitting on the other end. By no means am I telling every husband and wife, like you need to have a therapist as a, as a spouse, which Mm-mm. Nicole and I are both being trained in that way. Right. But I do think as couples, we do want to be attuned to the heart of each other. But it, this place, it takes what we're talking about really for Nicole and I, when we were thinking about this podcast was the idea of the place where we need each other the most. Relationships do come with risk. Risk. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to honor today was the risk. In many couples, what we're talking about, in many places of your day, you do so many awesome things. Think about it from getting up, paying bills, keeping kids alive, taking care of errands and house and apartment or whatever. There's so many things. Even if we just break down all the little things you do, it comes up to millions of decisions that you all do Mm -hmm. every single day. And most of the time it comes without a hitch. You do great relational things more times than not. Really? Yeah. From just even like the ways you connect with each other, bond with each other, care for each other. There's many things. But then there's these places when we know where we keep kind of getting stuck. It's where the, it, it bumps up really against. And I don't know a better word, Nicola, but it, it goes to a deeper like soul vulner- vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking about vulnerability, it's usually this place where we felt missed emotionally mm-hmm. where people don't understand us they don't get us where we've experienced some hurt before mm-hmm. or disappointment before right. or it's where some of our greatest fears and hurts lie absolutely because everybody has it. even guys have it whether i expose mine like this fear of failure of not being good enough not um somehow in some way measuring up so when me and you do so well, but when things begin to bump on that place, I don't do so well. Yeah. And I don't know how to let you know when that I've struggled in the past with letting you know when things were triggering me in that place Mm -hmm. or when I would feel disappointed because somehow you didn't meet this need that I never even let you know that was there. (laughs) But the disappointment and the pain of it though was real. It's real. And I wanted you to respond to it. But we can't respond to what we don't know that our partner is going through. And that's one of the the things that we talked about after our discussion is the sense of if I don't allow myself to take the risk, allow my insecurity to be seen and to have some sense of building up the faith or the courage to say it like Uh you're on the outside of um, the thing, the very thing that could be whole and, and healing and helpful to me if I were able to just go ahead and say it. But I want to say this, too. I don't want to put too much pressure on people to feel like, what's my greatest vulnerability? Let me say it. Mm-mm. You weren't even intentionally holding no, out. No, I, oh, I was There was clueless. a part of it that was not completely <laughs> in your conscious awareness. Exactly. Yeah. In until that moment. I just sat with you and like, hey, you saying this and you're saying this. Like, what does that mean? And what does that mean? Yeah. You know, um, and so I kept asking questions to get deeper, not to make you justify why you were feeling what you felt. What I went ahead and actually did was, OK, I get it. You're upset. You look upset. Even if you couldn't tell me what you're feeling, it's like, well, right now, this is what I'm sensing you feeling or this is what's going on, what I'm seeing from you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about that? And we just kept talking and exploring. And like, I think I hope that I conveyed to you, like, I really want to know. And I remember I had to keep reminding you that I'm here because you would want to keep. I kept seeing you wanting to shut down and kind of pull in. Right. And back away from the pain. Right. And back away from your sadness. And it's like I had to keep reminding you through my nonverbals even 
I had to move closer. I had yeah. to look you in the eye. I had to touch your hand yeah. and all these things. But all the whole point of it is I was just trying to think of anything I could in my head to, to let you know that closer. I was there with you. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we need in those vulnerable places is there's three questions. Y'all, we've talked about this on another uh, podcast is, is my partner accessible? accessible. Mm-hmm. And not just accessible like physical Respond. proximity, right. but is my partner's heart accessible? Mm-hmm. And even if I could access my partner, right? Will they emotionally respond, respond. to me? Mm-hmm. Will they tune into me? Will they re- will they click into my channel mm-hmm. of what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking? And then will they emotionally engage? Like literally, will they put their heart, mind, soul into this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I mean, especially for husbands, like that's what we're called to do, to love our wives as we love our own bodies, to give ourselves, not, and that's not just paychecks, but to give of ourselves like Christ gave himself for the church. Right. So I need to be able to say, you know what? You have all of me. You have my thoughts. You have my emotions. You have my heart. You have my strength, right? To be mm-hmm. there with you. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like when we did that, I saw you shift into this place and you started opening up more and I saw the fear and I honored the fear for you. Mm-hmm. And just saying like, wait a minute, Nicola, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that this what this is tied to. Right. And I did say something like to the effect of that makes sense. That in that in the past, when you went to that dark place and you felt like you were alone, I didn't even miss. I missed it. Yeah. And I, that was hard that for was... me to say like, and I, cause I felt in my head like, how could you do that, James? Mm. You're a pastor and a counselor. But then I thought I'm a person. Yeah, you are. Right. And I have all my stuff that I'm drowning in. That's the hard part of marriage. Both people are always going to have so emotional things. Yeah. And at times, sometimes for you, even in good families, I love my girls, but I know there are times where I miss them oh my goodness. or I invalidate their experiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, there are times where we don't even know how to make room for our own emotions, much less those of others, because mm-hmm. we never got to experience it in another relationship mm-hmm. where other people really fought to like say, I'm here for you. I want to respond to you in your pain right. or your struggle or that fear. And I want to engage with you. Right. Because you, the biggest thing that you took for that in that, and I think for everybody, we can all handle adversity because sometimes we think emotions are weakness. But the times when emotions are the hardest and we really feel weak is when we're alone. Yeah. Yeah. There is no weakness in emotion when we feel connection with God and with others in our places of need. Right. Let me say that one again. Go there ahead. is no weakness in emotion mm. when you have connection with God and with a caring, supportive, particularly we're talking about this one on a spouse, but even community. Mm-hmm. When you, mm-hmm. Cause that's the thing you brought. It wasn't just the darkness that you felt like this emotional place where you went to a very low place, right. What you kept going back to is, and I was alone in it. Yeah. and like no one saw, saw it, it happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you kept going to. Yeah. So what, the, after that whole conversation, the big takeaway was you need me with you. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's tri- that hope. What we hope is when you have moments like that, I'm hoping the next time you feel that place, me, not yet. If you ever okay. go, that you'll feel more like I can just go to James and just say, you know what? I kind of need you with me on something. I'm struggling or I'm hurting right. with this. And it won't be like, it's like now it's like, it's not as risky. That's anymore, what I was going to say. Like the sense of when, and, and, and it's like, you have been there in different ways for different things. This was just like a new topic or new subject to test it on, so to say, right? And sometimes it came up with another past fear and sometimes we need reassurance. Yeah. And so like, I feel like 
even journeying back into this space and us being able to touch on on that, it does help bring that sense of reassurance. Even earlier, we had a difference. in I can't even remember what it was. We have a difference in it. I just remember at the end, you're like, oh, we handled that one real, real quickly or something like that, you said. But it's a sense of I wasn't as guarded because we had just went through this value, so to say. So I was able to take that risk. I felt a little bit more secure, less insecure in saying what I needed to say about this particular thing. Whereas I think before, like, I'm like, how's he going to take this? And I felt like that sense of guarding your emotional space, you know, and therefore allowing me not to say whatever, but I just needed to show up and just say that, take that risk. Because it's worth it. You know, I don't need to shrink back, but I need to go forward, you know, with that sense of strength and faith um, and say that because it's honoring to not only to you, but it's also honoring to God mm-hmm. for us to create that union and that so being solid together. Yeah. And so let me make sure I clarify this. The risk is not because in some way you doubt. It's not always because your partner doubts you or because you're doubting your partner. No, the uh, nature really, right. the essence of a close relationship has just intangible risk built into it. It's the same thing with us and God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, not many Christians would say like it from a cognitive space that they expect God to fail them or to come up short or to turn his back on them. No. But however, in a close relationship, really what happens to us when we give ourselves over to another person, it's like it's saying like my heart and everything is completely out there to you. Yeah, I'm going that you are the person that meets certain emotional, emotional mm-hmm, needs, needs for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And so with that comes great power and privilege in mm-hmm. a way. But it also comes with great risk mm-hmm. because if it's saying like literally what I'm saying is at some point, especially for married couples, is in some way you have shown me you are a safe person who mm-hmm. can comfort me and who can love me. Right. And I believe that so much deep down the depths of my soul that I have made a lifelong commitment to you and no one, no one but you. Right. But then also with that comes with that power comes the risk of possible potential great pain Mm -hmm. that maybe you who could love me at some point might abandon me Mm -hmm. and not completely like abandon, like go and divorce. But maybe it's you're going to miss something. You're going to miss me in a yeah. deep emotional place. And we've probably experienced those at times as a and kid we, I, when you had this yeah. project that you were like so happy about. You want to share it with your parents because you wanted some form of validation or them to share in your joy. And they were too busy and they turned away and you start learning and not saying it always just from that one yeah, incident. Right. But maybe through a series of incidents, you know, like. I don't know if people will be there with me in my joy. Right. You know the pain of when people don't go through your joy. Mm-hmm. And what you remember is not just the event, but you start beginning unconsciously of, I know the pain that could come right. in this place. right. And so we start finding softer ways or easier ways to make bids. Mm-hmm. to get connection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just like for you example what that means is like even with the school part you were talking to me about if I were this decision about school but that wasn't though that mattered so that does matter right because we do you do want support with that right, right but what was really weighing on your heart that day was I feel overwhelmed and I'm not sure if you will be with me in this overwhelmed place and if you're not with me in the overwhelm I'm scared I'll go to a dark yeah. place in my overwhelm because if and you're I'll not be there to help alert me or say hey this part of you mm-hmm. is in an unhealth balance and or the, something like that and there were a you couple know? risks for you one would I not understand it 
But what I what I not understand, or the other part was, am I so emotionally overloaded that I couldn't still be present with you? Mm, yeah. And then you were yeah. also the risk was you were trying to risk not hurting me because still yes. that doesn't get you what you want is mm-hmm. a form of closeness and connection. Right. So right. I know we just kind of talked and this is a podcast and we go over it so quick, but I think this is important enough. And we even did go longer than what we normally do for podcasts, but this is important. Yeah. And the reason why it's important and maybe it's not the cleanest on here or the best, but we just want to. We want to help to make space for couples to know, like, sometimes while you're missing each other, it's not the dishes. It's not always the chores. It's not always how for the frequency of having sex or whatever. Willing to be curious for yourself to say, wait a minute. What is it what that's is got it? me that I'm I'm got frustrated, I'm angry mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. hurt for a legitimate reason. Mm-hmm. And I need to go. Ex- I need to go explore, explore what's going what on. that is so I can bring hopefully a clearer message to my I don't know if clear is the best a clear word. message or ask from your spouse or if your spouse can even because I did not have clarity when I came to you but what you helped uh, did what you came alongside me you recognized it. my place of pain and you were able to slow down long enough to that's let good. me filter through so all the say, stuff I don't understand yeah all, yeah I do want to process I don't know where I'm at right now not but can you, you show up there it. for me right not that I need you to fix it I just need you to join in this place with me to help me understand understand yeah because i think i might have said it before and i learned this from a friend of mine who just i yeah i respect but he says you've got a cocoa right <laughs> you've got to co-regulate we mm-hmm. need each other in these deep emotional places and what happens when i feel distressed or overwhelmed or hurt or sad or even happy mm-hmm. i want to share that with you because when we share our emotional space it's like we also share the emotion and it feels good even in a sad place when someone can come join us in our sadness and feel mm-hmm. it with us We're not as sad anymore or as long or it's not as scary to us. Mm -hmm. But then we also need to co-create meaning. And so there's room for that making sense of things and being uh, having using our our brains. Right. Mm -hmm. To say, I don't even know how to make sense of this. Can you help me to make some sense of this? Right. So um, it's good. Once again, the excellent point, I think, for today uh, that I would like to share for couples is. Can you go back and maybe just, uh, and this is something that you could do practically, maybe spend some time and think about what are some of the places where maybe you still feel like you and your, your, your spouse have a bridge between, there's a gap between you and you feel like there's not a bridge connecting you two together. Maybe it's a place where you feel like y'all have had frustrations in the past or some, or there's unresolved issues to go and explore those places and to pray and ask God to help you see kind of like maybe the more vulnerable places of what your heart is needing there, whether there's fears, pain, hurt um, in that place. And to say, like, if I could ask my partner to be here, if that my, if my spouse could be here with me and help me feel like I'm understood or they're connected with me, what would they be doing or how could they convey that? How would I feel that or recognize that, that mm-hmm. they're here with me mm-hmm. and that we're connected on this particular subject? Because I had, I hope my hope is that that would lead you to that vulnerable place, that need that you really need them there with you. And it's not just the, if they wash the dishes more, but what would it, them washing the dishes do? Mm-hmm. It would, I'm overwhelmed that mm-hmm. we're on the same team together, mm-hmm. that they care about what I do and that they want to be a part of it with me. That's the mm-hmm. more vulnerable place. Yeah. 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 I guess for me, it's just a sense of remembering, you use the word team, that you're on the same team. And, you know, sometimes it could feel risky to take a new play to your team member. But just being able to say, hey, this is where I'm at. 
even if it feels like that place of insecurity, but just taking that a step of faith in that direction, um, having the confidence in your teammate <laughs> and what y'all have built together in the past and what you are looking towards building for forward to and just take that risk, take that risk and show up and say the hard thing so y'all can do the hard things together. So God, we just want to pray right now and just say, you know, help these couples. We just pray that you'd be with them and help them just explore their hearts to say where are their past places of pain, hurt, fear that maybe come up sometimes in their relationships and it makes it hard for them to ask for what they need. Or maybe just these things that come up in their present relationship, God, that they could take risk, not only just risk with each other, but even risk with you to show their hearts to you, to invite you into places that maybe they've never invited you in into their lives before to see them, to, to allow you to see them in their vulnerability and their need and to reach out to you and to experience you connecting with them in, mm. in places that maybe no one has ever seen before. Mm. But then also we do want them to go to their spouses and share those places with them because God, we want them to go about their marriage and their connection with you in a more excellent way. Mm-hmm. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the More Excellent Way.